beginning in Luke chapter 24, verse 44. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The Feast of the Ascension falls on a Thursday. And we do not have a worship service on the Thursday, but we celebrate that feast on this Sunday. Grace and peace to you. Recently, a memory flew across Facebook showing my oldest daughter on a river dock after a race. Rowing is one of those sports that parents love. You spend 12 hours waiting to watch your child compete for 90 seconds. But I was well practiced because before she rode, Casey was a gymnast. She started the sport late at the wizened age of 10. And when she was trying to get her back handspring, her coach said, it is always easier for the younger gymnasts. They're fearless because they haven't learned that falling hurts. This memory came back to me as I read the late author Dane and Perry's essay, The Parable of the Trapeze, which is in his book, Warriors of the Heart, describing life as if it were a series of trapeze swings Perry writes about looking forward and seeing the next trapeze bar with his name on it and knowing he will need to release his grip on the bar that he has in order to reach out and grab the next one. And then he writes, each time I am filled with terror. It doesn't matter that in all my previous hurdles across the void of unknowing, I have always made it. I am each time afraid that I will miss it 
that I will be crushed on unseen rocks in the bottomless chasm between bars. I do it anyway. Perhaps this is the essence of what the mystics call the faith experience. No guarantees, no net, no insurance policy, but you do it anyway. Because somehow, to keep hanging on to that old bar is no longer in the list of alternatives. So for an eternity that can last a microsecond or a thousand lifetimes, I soar across the dark void of the past is gone and the future is not yet here. The disciples knew how much it hurt to fall and to fail. They had witnessed the crucifixion and watched as Jesus was executed by the religious authorities. Gathered together, they had tried to make sense of the news of the empty tomb that they had heard from Mary, Joanna, the other women, and then from Peter. Startled and terrified, they had witnessed Jesus return to them and eat with them. And now they are listening to Jesus open their minds to scripture and tell them he is leaving them. And they are to wait for the Spirit to come to them. Only Luke narrates the event of the ascension, and he places it at the end of the same day as the resurrection. They had experienced a roller coaster of emotions, of grief, loss, fear, and hesitant hope. And now, as Perry wrote, they realize the past is gone, the future is not yet here. That in between time is transition. It is both terrifying and transformative. We have had a lot of practice lately learning to let go of the past, what we know and what we love, what is familiar and treasured, and reaching into an unknown future. I know for me, some days it feels like I have a firm grip on what will happen next. And other days, or maybe even later that same day, it feels like my hand has just grazed the rung, but it's out of reach and I am free falling. But I'm not. I know God is with me and will keep me and sustain me and all I can do is take the next faithful step. 
At the ascension, Jesus doesn't vanish into a black hole or a mythical abyss. In fact, he only leaves us so that we might know his presence more fully, making us witnesses to all that he has taught and said. He promises us that we will receive the power from on high, the Holy Spirit. And going ahead of us and leading us, he sends us into the world to tell everyone what we know. That in his name, a total life change through the forgiveness of sins is offered to us in the gift of grace. In this in-between time that sometimes feels like seconds, but often feels like an eternity, Jesus is with us, leading us towards the new thing that God is doing and calling us to be. May we open our minds and reach out our hands to receive Jesus' blessing and leading. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for going before your people, leading us and making us witnesses to your word. Bountiful God, thank you for your providing all that we need and sustaining us. Merciful God, thank you for leading us to your grace and forgiveness by your word and your son, Jesus. God of creation, resurrection, and ascension, clothe us from on high with the power of your Holy Spirit and encourage us to share the good news of forgiveness and new life found in Jesus. We pray in the name of your risen and ascended Son. Amen. <laughs>